0: It's only me, your titular Stace, just popping in with a very quick disclaimer for any people who get annoyed by people getting things wrong, because this episode is absolutely chocker with mostly me, but also a bit of Sam, getting things wrong. (laughs) I I only wanted to put this in just because. um, I don't want you to think I'm an idiot, and in this episode I'll come across as an idiot because on many, 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 many occasions I refer to the film No Way Home as Far From Home. And I'd like to blame Marvel for that, for having too many films with the word "home" in that are related to Spider-Man. And I'm also gonna blame sam a little bit for it for not uh for being too polite to point this out (laughs) to me but to be fair i do get my own revenge a bit later when he refers to luke cage as nick cage more than once um but yeah just (laughs) just to say that we're not idiots and we know what we're talking about we were just clearly a bit bananas that day um enjoy bye Bonjour, delightful listeners. Welcome to episode 126 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am your titular Stace, and joining me in the parlour for this special bonus episode that's going to have loads of S's in it is the triumphant return of the ever-splendid Sam Harrison. Hi, Sam.
1: Hello, it's me. I'm back. Guess Guess who's who's back?
0: back. (laughs) Uh, so how long do I need to be taking bits about how long it will be before How I Met Your Mother comes up? Or are we just talking Spider-Man today?
1: <laughs> well, I did download the uh, first episode of How I Met Your Father, um, but I haven't watched it because oh, I have uh, no free time. Yeah, it started two, three weeks ago.
0: I had no. That completely flew under my radar. Wow, that's terrible. It's
1: terrible. And it has a last <laughs> laugh track in 2022. So that's oh, exciting. Brilliant even young sheldon doesn't have a laugh track i I hope hillary duff like really thinks about what she's done Um,
0: i love the fact that you said even young sheldon as as though you've you've watched at least an episode of young sheldon
1: my my wife enjoys the big bang theory and young sheldon um it is one of my highest shames
0: Oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm, it's a good job you've told me this during sort of the, the current climate because I'm very much in a just let people enjoy what they want kind of place. Yeah. Because everything, everything sucks so hard. I'm like, do you know what? Young Sheldon, whatever. I she don't care. She
1: doesn't it out. But when it's on E4, <laughs> she does not turn the channel over, which I would do.
0: Yeah, I would die for the remote and be like, no.
1: <laughs> I would rather sit and watch the blank screen in mm. silence and think about what I've done.
0: Yeah, me too me too anyway hello everybody sam is here because sam is a big fat spider-man fan yep and uh so am i (laughs) and we both got excited by the prospect of talking at length about our guess what the latest spider-man movie um so first things first sam where does it rank in your spider-man movie
1: watching time or do you want to know now or um (laughs) All right. I mean, you know, big spoilers for all the comments that I make later in the episode, but uh, it's my number one. It's my favourite Spider-Man movie. Same. Um, I think I'm glad we're on the same
0: of, wavelength and I didn't have to just immediately hang up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: they just, uh, just got everything right. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, had, they have fan service for me specifically, uh, <laughs> which is great.
0: Did you get to see this in a cinema?
1: Yeah, so I saw it twice in the cinema, oh, two days in I'm, I'm
0: jealous. I've only um, seen it once because I'm scared of Omicron.
1: <laughs> so I saw it opening night and we in a completely full cinema, which was mm-hmm. mad. Because I, I go to the cinema a lot. I have the unlimited cinema pass. Yeah. Uh, but usually I go in the afternoon when it's quiet. And I've gone a couple of times in the evening for Marvel stuff when I wanted to not get spoiled. Mm. Um, and it's never been more than half full even when we went to see june and bond on opening night no more than half full but spider-man was literally no seats left completely Mm -hmm. full and we booked our tickets like a week before and we couldn't get our preferred seats they were already gone which is mad
0: that is mad because we so this is the only film that we've seen in the cinema since sonic the hedgehog in february 2020 (laughs) Um
1: back to back, two great movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's the perfect bookend of like cinema nonsense.
1: Of the is... perfect bookend of the pandemic. So oh, yeah. And, and uh, then Spider-Man. No Way Home.
0: Yeah, exactly. But we so we went at like eleven o'clock in the morning on the Wednesday that it came out. And it wasn't full full, but it was more full than I was anticipating because Prior to COVID, if we went to see a film at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday, you could almost guarantee we'd be the only two people in there. Yeah. Maybe there's one other couple that have snuck in. <laughs> mm. um, so it was much more full than I was anticipating. And yeah. I, so going into it, my expectations were like super high um, mm. because my top couple of Marvel movies are the other two Spider Man
1: <laughs>
0: MCU movies. Yeah, um,
1: Homecoming is my number one. Well, number two now. Homecoming was my number one. Um, (laughs) And I don't know why I don't like Far From Home more than Homecoming, because I think Far From Home is excellent. I did a rewatch of all the Spider-Man movies leading up to No, No Way Home, and I was shocked how excellent I thought Far From Home was, when in my head it wasn't very good for some reason oh
0: that is baffling because i when i saw far I from i loved home, it in the
1: cinema
0: well i loved it at the cinema and then i loved it so much i i sort of forced my mom to go because i was like look you we're just gonna go and see spider-man it's happening just let it happen mm. yeah I, I love i love far from home and like oh, I'm, I'm probably about to get murdered by both you and pretty much everybody else on the internet now i don't have as much love for the rainy movies no
1: absolutely as everybody insane. else I and I also don't I have as lovely.
0: much hate. Yeah, well, I, OK, I don't think they're rubbish, but I also don't have as much hate in my heart for the Garfield ones.
1: No, as I everybody think the Garfield ones are massively <laughs> underrated.
0: <laughs> See, uh, I wouldn't go that far either. I'm I'm quite glad that you're like an extreme version of me, because now I don't have to, like, tread on eggshells. Because I thought I was about <laughs> to go, I don't like the Rainy movies, and then you'd go, we're no longer friends. <laughs> uh,
1: as as the person you know who has seen Spider-Man One directed by Sam Raimi at least 500 times, mm-hmm. I can tell you that that movie was amazing at the time, but does not hold up. In
0: okay, see, yeah, see, this was this was my thinking on it. So I didn't really love it at the time. To- I don't think I really cared at the time about Spider-Man, like when it when the first one came out. So I was just like, eh, what it is fine. And then by the time I started caring, people were like, oh, de- bah, 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 toot, tooting all of the Ramy horns, and so yeah. then I was like, my expectations are super high, and I, like you, I don't think they hold up quite so well. And I also don't, I don't think McGuire's a particularly great actor. To me, he always looks like he's about to sneeze. He's always got this like slight smirk slash slight squint happening, where he just constantly look, looks like he's about to do a bit of a sneeze. And like, I don't know, like so I. It, I still love those movies, and I and I do quite like – I like Amazing Spider-Man. The second one's a bit shit, but I, I like Amazing Spider-Man. I had a good time with that movie. I think Andrew Garfield was great. He shouts crotch, and then serves his crotch in someone's face. What more do you want in a Spider-Man yeah. movie? Probably quite a lot more. But, yeah, so, like, going into this, oh, I didn't watch rewatch any of those, and I didn't need to rewatch Homecoming and Far From Home because I think I watched Far From Home during lockdown about eight times that's not an exaggeration <laughs> or a joke i think that's actually true because <sighs> i'm cool um so
1: do you want to know some cool fun facts um <laughs> Go on. so number, facts. number one i don't know if you've seen the hbo show entourage no the main character from entourage is based on toby Maguire, which i have found hilarious but then on completely unrelated from that. The Sam Raby based the his Spider-Man movies on the first hundred issues of Amazing Spider-Man. So like the sixties stuff, which yeah. is why it's like so zany and like mm. why Pete is kind of like a big angry nerd. And yeah. then you go to the Garfield stuff, which is obviously takes a huge inspiration from Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Ultimate Spider-Man. But then like mm. the Garfield stuff also is like really really close to what you get in modern spider-man comics like his spider-man is more like the peter we have now Mm -hmm. and then if you see like the got the holland stuff the mcu stuff is just ultimate spider-man um like 100 uh but still you know it has a lot of the i feel like the holland spider-man has the like way holland and garfield have more of the spirit of the spider-man that i love yeah to me yeah yeah the the best part of the garfield movies is of course the scene where he web skateboards uh to Coldplay.
0: <laughs> i'd conveniently forgotten that that happens <laughs> i am um, uh, yeah I, I like my biggest problem with the amazing spider-man um because I, I i liked amazing spider-man really it was only amazing spider-man 2 that did my sweding yeah. and it was mostly because for some reason it just kind of went insane like there was some bits it just of stuffed it, it was so, with
1: so much
0: well yeah and like and they did things I don't think they needed to do, like so when we get on to talking about Far From Home, we'll like address this a bit more. But like one of the biggest decisions about Spider-Man 2 that really pissed me off was just how they presented Electro, like in general. Because mm-hmm. he they present him as like a big nerd caricature and he just looks like somebody who cannot exist in the real world because he looks like such a loser. <laughs> like, how have you gotten through life? You you're a state who's letting you leave the house like that? Like, and it just took me like completely out of the film because I was just like, it
1: looks like try- a caricature, doesn't it? Yeah. You're and trying
0: like- to pull on my heartstrings and make me feel sorry for this guy. Who's a bit downtrodden and whatever. But actually what I'm doing is like the Homer Simpson, like point and shout nerd at him. Like, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I think the film suffered with that and a similar thing with, uh, like when Rhino turns up towards the end, it's just like, a, you know, big daft caricature and you're just like oh come mm. on like take it se- look i know it's a spider-man with spider-man powers but take it seriously
1: <laughs> yeah i think you can tell that mark webb loves spider-man but doesn't really know how to make a spider-man film yeah. like spider-man amazing spider-man one is so good like i re-watched it and i was like actually i think this is fantastic and mm. all of it is the chemistry between emma stone and andrew garfield oh they're great they fucking, together yeah. <laughs> um, also fun fact Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst were dating during Spider-Man 1 and 2 and there's zero chemistry there whatsoever and I have no <sighs> idea how that happened
0: uh, do you know what I had no idea they were dating until... they were secretly
1: dating and she revealed it at some point I think
0: yeah there was there was a thing the other day that was like oh is this just like is it the curse of Spider-Man or like uh, Tom Holland and Zendaya doomed to be terrible like a terrible couple and like leave each other in a couple of years and I'm like what a great way to talk about young love <laughs> I <laughs> oh, love I love the media. Cool boy,
1: but I mean, um, at least they're actually young as well. Like Tom Holland was nineteen when they filmed uh, Civil War, mm. so he's he's a young lad. He's still got years left.
0: Yeah, but it just tickled me because I had to do like a double take at the article because I was like, hold on, Dunstan Maguire now what? Yeah, <laughs> no, I <laughs> no, I only idea.
1: found out about that this, last year.
0: <laughs> it's quite impressive. So getting getting on to it then. So yeah. I, I imagine that your expectations were even higher has, having watched everything else and actually been a little bit, <laughs> you know, uh, surprised by how good the Amazings are.
1: So my expectations actually were super low. Um, I had I had seen Venom 2, so I knew what Sony was capable <laughs> of making. Yeah. Um, I had also just watched Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Sony loves to overstuff a movie, and this movie is almost three hours long. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on here, and I don't. And I was like, and if, uh, you know, big spoilers, uh, Andrew Garfield and McGuire Maguire are in the movie. But before it, I was like, if they're in the movie, they're either tiny cameos, or they've, like, really, really overstuffed this film. (laughs) And I was like, there's so many characters and there's like people you've only even barely seen in the trailers that you know are in it. And I was like, oh, not sure what's going on here. Like, I was I really I was worried that this film would be bad. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of that came from the fact that um, Venom 2 wasn't even the laughably bad that Venom was. Uh, Venom 2 is just bad, apart from oh. the scene where Woody Harrelson voices his fifteen year old self.
0: Um, I'm not gonna lie, I liked Venom too. Made me laugh. <laughs>
1: it's it's <laughs> really silly, but it's not as funny as Venom yeah. One in my mind. Mostly because in an interview from Venom One, Tom Hardy said um, they cut thirty minutes of his favourite stuff from the movie, which was, and I quote, mad puppet shit. <laughs> uh, and then I watched Venom and right. I was like, Yep, I absolutely know what you mean. Yeah, I, I would have watched that. <laughs> Just Tom Hardy doing a terrible New York accent, being like thrown around on wires and hit into walls. Brilliant. Give me those thirty minutes back.
0: <laughs> I'd have watched that. That could be the whole movie and I wouldn't have minded.
1: Yeah, I don't care. The fact that in Venom 2, um, Tom Hardy's character does a wheelie on his motorbike twice in the first ten minutes kind of like sets the stage for that whole movie. I like <laughs> So what happened when I went to see it was the projector was very slightly unfocused so they restarted the movie after the first 15 minutes which meant that I got to see that twice and I was like, yeah, he definitely does a wheelie twice in the first 10 minutes and (laughs) never again. Not once in that whole film does he pop a wheelie. And the first time he does it, right, he's having a conversation with Stephen Graham and then (laughs) he's like, all right, I'll see you later. And he just drives away down like a normal San Francisco street and just pops a wheelie. Like, no explanation. Like, just pops a wheelie, and that's not easy. Like, a reporter should just be able to pop a wheelie on a motorbike at sixty miles an hour.
0: Oh, I love the idea that they were like, "Look, we're only allowed two wheelies, it? And you're just like, "I've got to get them in. Got to get them in."
1: Tom Hardy's got them in his rider. It's like only blue M and M's. At least two motorcycle wheelies. <laughs>
0: I hope to see those in all future Tom Hardy movies.
1: Woody Harrelson's writer just says that he will only voice himself. He won't let. Any, he won't be dubbed.
0: And uh, terrible wigs, yes, please.
1: Yes. And, oh, the wigs better than the one from the Venom two.
0: Yeah, from it, the post-credits. which
1: made me cry with laughter in the cinema.
0: I was howling
1: at that. I was. I was sitting at the cinema hellling. next to a friend of mine who's a huge Venom fan, and I've been laughing the whole movie. And at the end, I just cried, like tears are streaming down my face. <laughs> I've dropped my popcorn because I'm laughing so much <laughs> well, at this like terrible Carnage wing. And he's like, "I really like Carnage." Oh. <laughs> I just, I like the voice, the fact that Woody Harrelson's about seventy, like yeah. it's incredible, it's just incredible.
0: Oh, it was incredible. Um, hey, that's not Spider Man though. Um, no. Uh, it, that's interesting to me that your expectations were so low because mine were stupidly high Mm. and but also at the same time i was a bit trepidatious because having watched the trailers i was worried that they'd already given away too many things and so like
1: that basically none of the second half of the film is in the trailers
0: yeah because like watching the trailers i was like great now i know everybody who's in it and i know Mm. everything that's going to happen and this is just so daft and then you get sort of like 45 minutes in and you're like oh that's nearly all the stuff from the trailers i'll eat my words
1: you're like, I've what got two hours mean? left.
0: Yeah, but I, uh, I gotta say, like the, the the first thing that like really struck me about the film was like how it did not feel like I was in the cinema for three hours. And I don't no, know whether absolutely. that was a combination of the film being amazing and also me being like I'm in a cinema. <laughs> but um, it like absolutely whizzed by for me because I like as much as I love Marvel movies, some of them are too long. <laughs> mm. My brain it just can't comprehend. A certain length unless you're making something like really amazingly interesting. Like we watched we watched Eternals last week on Disney Plus.
1: I I did the same.
0: And I like I've never had a movie fail to grab me in sort of any any kind of way as spectacularly as that film like i kept finding myself I was checking my phone and i was like oh i'm just gonna nip to the loo and which was like oh do you want me to pause it i'm like "Eh, no <laughs> i don't I care. we
1: um we watched it over two nights we watched an hour and then my i was like i turned to my wife and i was like this is actually a really good stopping point do you want to stop here because there's an hour <laughs> and 40 minutes left and she was like yeah i actually do and then we watched the next part the next day and she was like that was a really good... She said she really enjoyed it. And I was yeah. like, that was much better way than when I saw it in the cinema, just in mm. one shot. We stopped it when Arashem talks to Cersei and he reveals what's going on.
0: Ah, oh, that
1: makes so sense. So it left it like a cliffhanger. So yeah. I, she was like, oh, I'm just going to go to the loo. And I was like, actually, I know you don't want to be up for another hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> she will pause here. And she was like, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, absolutely. And it was, the, it was much more enjoyable. There's still... I still have huge problems with that movie. It's one of the worst Marvel movies, I think. But watching it in two sittings makes it much more fun, I think.
0: Yeah, I think if, if, like, I can't imagine me ever going back to watch that just out of my own, like, interest. But if I'm ever doing, like, a big Marvel rewatch or something, I think I will probably have to split it up. Because I don't think I've got, like, almost three hours of that in me. Mm. <laughs> if I would to rather me, watch war 2 yeah i think i would too i think the problem for me with eternals wasn't necessarily that it was like a bad film in the sense of like everybody in it is is all right and like Mm. you know it looks nice and stuff visually it's lovely yeah visually it's 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 gorgeous but like on the on the writing side to me it felt like just an awful lot of setting things up ready for later so like here's a few characters you need to know and here's sort of a little bit about Celestials that you need to know and like because there's never really any villain and there's nothing really to get your teeth into so you just sort of feel like we're just it's like a trailer for another movie (laughs) is what it felt like to me
1: yeah it's it's a big shame I feel my biggest gripe is how shit the costumes look um yeah. also that kamal Mangianni, the most interesting character is not in the last battle like, oh do you know why? why would you even do that
0: i i don't know why i've got one of those irrational hatreds for him like i, I can't tell really? you what, what it is yeah I, I don't know what it is he's never really done anything like that i know of anyway um <clears throat> but he's just one of those people who are like he pops up and I'm like oh Kamal's in this. I, and I genuinely I, I don't I know what it is. I found I've his got a character long
1: time his voice. Like, I used to listen to yeah. his podcast.
0: Yeah. Well I said to Rich I said the thing the thing about that character is like I personally wasn't driving with him because I didn't think the jokes were really landing.
1: Mm. But I was
0: like but he's the only one with a personality. Yeah. With all the others I think you could have swapped any of the actors around into the other roles and it wouldn't have made a lick of fucking difference.
1: It's mad that, um, so you know we split it into two um, Jon Snow is only in, if you in the second evening, Jon Snow is in like the last five minutes and that's it, I was like <laughs> yeah. what's even going on, like why would you get Kit Harrington and be like yeah this is a three hour movie but we need you for about seven minutes is that good?
0: <laughs> to be fair, at this point I feel like if you're an actor and you get approached to go in a Marvel movie, you just say yes because you don't want to be the only one that's not
1: See, like, i don't know whether i would go to bat and be like yeah do you know what i would love to play dane whitman the the black knight extremely minor avengers character from the 90s mm. i'm not sure i'm up for that like I'd i mean like, well, do you know what i'll wait and see if you think about you might recast daredevil like i'll sit <laughs> it out like there's good characters still on the shelf they're definitely mm, not I'd... gonna get finn jones back for iron fist are they <laughs>
0: I would a thousand percent take whatever. Like if Marvel, came, Marvel aren't going to come to me because I don't know how to act. But if Marvel came to me and were like, "Hey, States, do you want to be in a film? You'll be in it for all of about thirty seconds, and you might have a line." I'd be like, "Sign me up! I'll do it for free. I don't care." <laughs>
1: they got they got Ewan Ryan from Misfits, excellent actor who's also in Game of Thrones, and they got him to be in it. Eter- not in Eternals. What's the what's the one that isn't Eternals? Inhumans, humans that yes. was absolute hot garb.
0: I, f- I forgot that was a thing
1: i saw that uh, at the cinema in birmingham when i came I re- yeah, to yeah <laughs> it wasn't very good
0: i remember we had a conversation about it and i think you might have been the reason why i thought Do you know what i don't think i'll bother
1: <laughs> yeah solid choice well made
0: it hasn't really come up again has it is the thing no,
1: whereas it's like Marvel the tv, TV shows so it, that means it's not continuity now
0: yeah but see so as i say like other like the disney plus shows feel like they are but yeah well actually that's a question i was going to ask about that steering us back onto the actual topic of this Mm. podcast um (laughs) so spider-man far from home that's what we're talking about one of the sort of big questions that i had about this and it it may be me being an idiot because i will full-on preface this by saying that i am an absolute div when it comes to like timey why me stuff yeah and so my understanding of Loki <laughs> mm-hmm. wherein the multiverse becomes a thing was yeah. that he broke time which sort of meant that that event was happening sort of at all time always forever simultaneously kind of thing so I was like right okay how are they going to address this in Spider-Man but then in Spider-Man the multiverse is a thing because Doctor Strange did a whoopsie because Spidey's a busybody <laughs> and it it, it Confuse me a bit because I don't, I can't grasp what, how they marry together, or do they even? Am I being a div? So, So question.
1: (laughs) Here's a really complicated explanation. (laughs) So, the multiverse has always existed in the Marvel universe, Mm -hmm. and in the original Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange travels to another dimension, which means that there are multiple dimensions, which there means there is a multiverse. Yeah. However, in Loki the Loki works for the TVA, the time variance authority, whose job is to stop time diverging from a timeline that Kang, well the, he who remains, has picked out as being the prime timeline. And anytime mm-hmm. anything changes or veers off from that, there that thing is pruned out and the correct thing is put back in. Yeah. So that's where you get Sylvie from. That's where you get alligator Loki, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What happens is at the end of Loki, Sylvie kills he who remains, which stops him from kind of pushing the prime timeline that he thinks is the correct timeline on yeah. the TVA, which means that suddenly the timeline branches and different thing, different universes occur when, in which different events have had taken place. And yeah. I believe that those other multiverses are uh, the Amazing Spider-Man and the Raimi Spider-Man movies.
0: Okay. <laughs> G- right. Do you know what? I'm not even going to think about it.
1: <laughs> no. It, I think the thing is, what Marvel wants you to think is like, hey, we've done some multiverse shenanigans. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'm just thinking too much about it. Because my 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 confusion was, is that I was trying to, to piece together like how Doctor Strange doing whatever he did wrong to fluff up that spell. Like at what point, at what point that stops being his fault. And actually it's a fault of whatever Loki and Sylvie did that were causing all the cracks and the bleeding between multiverses and and whatever. And now I'm just wondering whether, yeah,
1: I think they're unrelated. (laughs) I think that what Loki and Sylvie did means that the thing Doctor Strange fucks up can happen. Not that they caused it to happen. Okay correlation uh, not causation
0: yeah yeah because i was I've, I, like a, a, a big sort of worry that i've had i'm not worry. that makes it sound like i've been sitting there like not sleeping at night worrying about marvel tv continuity um mm-hmm. <laughs> which i definitely don't do but yeah, well, I was bamboozled because I thought, "What if you go and see like Spider-Man: Far From Home, and you just don't understand anything if you haven't seen Loki? Like, Absolutely, are you are yeah. you going to go and see Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness and not get it because you haven't seen Wonder Because it seems like a lot of extra homework. I mean, I don't mind doing it because I've enjoyed them so far, really. But
1: <laughs> I think, um, I think with Wonder I think what they're going to do is explain it through dialogue because. I, you know, how many billions of people watch, like, you know, how many millions upon millions of people watched Endgame
0: mm. and
1: how tiny a percentage of them tuned in for WandaVision two years later. Like, I would have Disney Plus is very popular and the Marvel stuff is also very popular, but like, I don't think it's popular enough yet that they can just be like, if you haven't seen it, fuck you, you've got to watch it. Yeah. And they do, like, in a, like i did a marvel rewatch leading up to where well, after my kid was born i did a whole marvel rewatch when disney plus launched and like most of the time they don't treat the audience as if they've seen every marvel movie they tend yeah. to like refer to stuff in dialogue yeah so you know i think it i think it's going to work i'll be interested to see how they do Doctor strange too because it's probably going to rely heavily on stuff from no way home
0: yeah
1: but then you never know it might not <laughs>
0: What do we know? I'm sure we've sat here in the past speculating about Marvel movies and been absolutely wildly off base.
1: My speculation for Avengers Endgame, uh, my pre-Avengers Endgame theory, well, I had like this whole theory written out in my mind of how I thought the movie was going to go, and it was incredibly wrong.
0: I was, uh, I had a theory for a while, uh, and I was genuinely worried that um, that Far From
1: Home was going to be set before. Well, that's what they were saying, wasn't it? They were like, well, it could be a prequel. Well,
0: yeah, and I was worried about that because I was like, what if Spider-Man stays dead as like an FU to Sony? And Mm. then... then... Because, of
1: course, the movie deal had died then, hadn't it?
0: Yeah, it had. So I was uh, a little tiny Spidey fan panicking.
1: (laughs) I think that one of the theories was actually that they were coming home from the trip on the school bus in Avengers Endgame.
0: Yeah, that's, that's genuinely what I thought. And I was like, oh, God, imagine... That uh, and I didn't want to imagine that because it made me sad. We've talked so little about actually Far From Home.
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> so at the oh, end God. of Far From Home, Mysterio sells a clip with Peter's secret identity. Yeah. Peter. So you The the movie ends with an oh fuck from Peter Parker as J Jonah Jameson played by your man J K Simmons. <laughs> reveals to the world that Peter is Spider-Man and the, this is the movie kind of catapults off of that doesn't it
0: yeah, yeah Like
1: that's the pivotal moment for the movie and it kind of comes in as like also yeah Beck has framed Spider-Man for all of his crimes and so Peter's got to like go to court and <laughs> like prove that he didn't do crime mm-hmm. and which leads us to probably the one of my two favourite moments in this movie <laughs> can't think why really. yeah so like i'm i don't know about you but i was a i'm a huge daredevil fan like over the years of reading the comic he had become he'd gone from like oh i like daredevil to like one of my favorite marvel characters mm-hmm. and then from there he the series charlie cox played matt Murdock so incredibly and the show was so well put together uh that i was like yeah this is this is basically the shit this is my thing right <laughs> mm-hmm. here and the fact that like fisk came back in hawkeye on the the, the same day that yeah. i went to see so it was like daredevil resurrected <laughs> because of course uh who is peter parker's lawyer but charlie cox as matt murdoch and like i don't know about you but there was a cheer and a clap in my cinema
0: Oh yeah yeah it was all that almost ruined a bit for me because um ages before the film came out I'd gone through Twitter and everything and I was muting mm. everything I could find to do with Spider-man because I was like do you know what even Marvel seemed to want to ruin this for me by telling us every single person that's cameoing in it mm. and then about three days before we went to see it which was like oh, did you see fucking Kevin what's his name forgotten his name however forgotten his name Feige, the main Kevin Feige. It's like, did you see Kevin Feige like, fucking tweeted about Matt Murdock being in it? And I was like, you utter cuntbag. Why would you say this to me two days before we go to see it? You absolute shitter. Uh, but it was still quite, it was great. I, I, did so like, the, I did like Charlie Cox a lot.
1: The interesting thing is, right, so Kevin Feige said in an interview, was asked about Daredevil, and he was like, oh, yeah, um, we love Charlie Cox. And if we ever decided to bring back Daredevil, we would want to bring back Charlie. That's all he said, and everyone was like, "Charlie's in No Way Home." Let's do this. <laughs> um, and there was there was a photo of the scene in the apartment with Matt Murdock that went around about a year ago. Like, because when when um, Disney got the rights back for Daredevil was when they were doing reshoots for Far From Home, which is why that scene is only main characters and only in a single room.
0: Yeah,
1: and so yeah, they got Charlie to, to fly in and do reshoots. And everyone was like, why is Charlie Cox flying to Atlanta for two weeks when Spider-Man is doing reshoots? Obviously something is happening. Um, And the picture of him being in it leaked. But um, when I saw the picture, I was like, do you know what? That looks photoshopped. And it did. It looked (laughs) photoshopped. It it was such a grainy, terrible quality picture. I was like, that's probably fake. Mm. And then, I don't know, I just kind of assumed it was fake. So when he was, you know, when you see the cane come into shot, yeah, I literally like I went to see it with my brother-in-law, and I grabbed his arm, and was like,
0: "Yes!" <laughs> I think I gave Richie's leg a little punch. I was like, "That's ah, good though, isn't it?" because <laughs> like, uh, this is this is one of these weird films for me where I think I went through the whole gamut of emotions as I was watching mm. it. There were bits where I was like practically punching the air, and the whole like you say the whole cinema was like whooping and ch- I've never been in a in a UK cinema that's done that. that extent before um certainly
1: not at 11 a.m on a wednesday
0: yeah it was it was really weird to be like you know there were like full-blown gasps and like definitely a lot of us were crying at several points
1: (laughs) so the i went to see it with my wife i went the next day and we um left our son with my mother-in-law for three hours so we could go see this movie Mm -hmm. and uh we saw it at 11am the day after release and there were still cheers there were still gasps like and the cinema was basically empty and people were still clapping and cheering It's a mentor
0: yeah it's bonkers i've never known anything like it but i think it goes back to what you were saying before is that the great the great thing about this film is is the balance like Mm. there are a lot of characters in it there are a lot of cameos in it there's a lot of fan service in it and yet somehow it's like, nigh-on un- perfect in how it delivers all of that to you. Like, it's not – it doesn't feel like it's just going, oh, do you remember do you remember yeah. Spider-Man? Or do you remember Kirk Connors? Like, it's, yeah. it genuinely feels like it's all important to the story. Although I will say, Kirk Connors, I don't believe he was on set for the most part.
1: Uh, he ever. wasn't on set ever, very clearly. that's. A, yeah. He filmed that in his garden, and they <laughs> cut, cut it in, like Jared Leto in The Snyder Cut. 100%. Uh, if, yeah. they, if Risa fans tells me he was in America when that scene was shot, I would not believe him.
0: <laughs> yeah, there were a few bits where I was saying to Rich, like this seems very much like a sort of voice acting type, you know, a bit of a bit of VA type. <laughs> Thomas,
1: Thomas Hayden Church definitely got his face pasted onto a a generic man, <laughs> <laughs> hands down, one yeah. of the if Thomas Hayden Church is trying to tell me that he was in a scene with McGuire Maguire th- in a, a time since 2007, that man can go <laughs> to hell for lying because <laughs> that's what he's doing. Oh,
0: dear. The, um, the bit with Matt Murdock did tickle me because mm. it, didn't, it didn't bother me at all as a sort of people. Like, I love how they made like... him
1: wear the grey suit from the yeah. poster. They were yeah. like, look charlie we know what we want we want the yeah. suit we want the round sunglasses yeah. we want you to do something dead Emily, and then that's it get out
0: yeah go on off you pop because uh, i did see a lot of people complaining online afterwards that they were like oh there was no point to him being in it because like they never went to court and like you know well, yeah because the... he's a
1: really good lawyer
0: yeah he's such a good lawyer um and also the thing like and i said this to rich i was like if this was if If this whole film had been like a TV series, then yes, there could have been a half hour where they have a court case and and Matt Murdock can like daredevil lawyer it up and it'd be like amazing. But this was a three-hour Spider-Man movie. It didn't need... Mm. Because I saw a lot of people saying, oh, they really brush over like all the court stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, because nobody wants that in a Spider-Man movie. You want to get to the bit where the spell happens and fucking Otto Octavius is here.
1: See, like I felt like my my theory or like what i thought might have happened going in was that there would be the two storylines of the court case and the other supervillains yeah. and i was like that's going to be why it's 3 hours long is cuz there's two a plots mm-hmm. but what it turns out was there's one a plot but it's just very involved <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i think that like the showing the like true colors of peter and the like self sacrifice over everything that his that aunt may pushes him towards mm-hmm. away from the like Tony Stark ideal of like whatever does the most good, whatever. But Peter's like Peter's whole philosophy, and this comes from the comics as well, that like he won't let someone die to save a thousand people. He'll try and save a thousand and one people, you know? Yeah. And that's what you get with No Way Home. Yeah. But yeah, we're talking about Matt Murdock again. Like, oh, that scene was so good. It was like, really do you see that Charlie Cox, he did an interview a while ago, and he he auditioned to be young Han Solo for Solo. Yeah. And he didn't get the part because he wasn't looking any of his line reading partners in the eye because Matt Murdock doesn't make eye contact with people because he can't see. <sighs> and oh he was no. so used to playing Matt Murdock, he lost that role.
0: I need to finish watching Daredevil. I'm a terrible human being. because Daredevil season for-
1: three is really good.
0: Because, see, the thing was I I adored Daredevil Like, properly adored it And I, mm. season two I thought was half good And half Elektra uh, That I wasn't really interested in And then I adored Jessica Jones And yep. I wasn't so keen on What was this, the other one That I started watching a bit Luke of Cage. Uh, Luke Cage And then I gave up on that And then for some reason Richard and I just stopped Watching all of it Because we were like Oh, God, we're, we're behind now
1: <laughs> So you can you can literally, you can watch half of Luke Cage and then give up. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you don't need to watch it uh, season one at all. What you should do is watch season two of Luke Cage, which is awesome. Okay. They cut it down to like 10 episodes instead of 13. Yeah. And um, they got a really good villain who's basically like super strong and does capoeira. And he's nice. like this cool Jamaican drug dealer. And like... <laughs> the whole point is that he basically is like coming to kick Nick Cage's ass, um, and it's great. It's genuinely season two of Nick Cage is great. Uh, season two of Jessica Jones is absolute shit, is maybe the worst one, which oh is a God. huge... Yeah, it's such a surprise seeing season one was so good. And then um Iron Fist season one has a lot to be desired. Um, I <laughs> like that? it because I like Iron Fist
0: it and I like insane? the lore. I don't care for Iron Fist in the comics. So,
1: have you read um, Matt Fraction's Iron Fist comics?
0: I don't think I have.
1: They're really good. He did a run that was like thirty issues called Immortal Iron Fist in the early two thousands, and mm-hmm. it's fucking excellent. It's the same artist as did De- as did his Hawkeye run, David A. Oh, nice. Um, I it's that just one. as funny and it's just as well written and like one of the big things in it is like a proper anime style tournament arc between <laughs> all the other secret cities of the Marvel universe. And like one of them is like, yo, we just have spider people here and this woman has eight arms and does web kung fu and like there's like a big but there's like a really big fat guy who does like sumo iron fist stuff. <laughs> it's really cool. Really, really nice. cool. Um, and that's why I've got a lot of love for Danny Rand, so which mm-hmm. translated into me half-enjoying Iron Fist Season 1. Iron Fist Season 2 is super good. Really would recommend it. That's one of my favourite of the Netflix de- uh, Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. And then Dead Season 3 is is truly excellent as well because bull's eyes in it.
0: Uh, oh, I forgot about that.
1: So, yeah. Def- also, Defenders is good. Defenders is good because it's only eight episodes, so they have to pack everything in. Um, and they have like one bottle episode because like all the Netflix shows have bottle episodes to save money. But the bottle episode they have in Defenders is set entirely in a Chinese restaurant, which is quite funny. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: Um, and it has a good action sequence, which you wouldn't expect from a bottle episode. So, you know, but yeah, Daredevil, Daredevil season three, Daredevil season one, Luke Cage season two, Iron Fist season two, Defenders and Jessica Jones season one are the good Marvel shows, in my opinion. Fair
0: enough I definitely need to Well Rich was saying That um, if if there's The potential For Charlie Cox To be rocking up In Marvel movies In the future Then then we kind of Have to be up to date On Daredevil
1: (laughs) Well the big rumour Is that he's Main cast in She-Hulk Ooh Uh, I mean that would make Perfect sense wouldn't it Apparently he's going to be The love interest Possibly Matt Murdock does get about A bit in the comics So it would make
0: sense (laughs) Is he a proper tart
1: Yeah he's actually like He's basically number one Marvel Comics hooker. Like, he's slept with basically every major <laughs> female superhero apart from Storm. And, like, I wouldn't put it past him. Amazing.
0: I um, I haven't read much in the... Oh, sorry. I just had a like, little sip of my beer and it <clears throat> went entirely down the wrong way. And now it sort of keeps threatening to come down my nose. Oh, don't do that, lads. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's- while that's happening, I would really highly recommend uh, Chips Dead Daredevil Run, which is currently running. It's incredible. It's excellent. It's the best comic coming out right now, hands down, in my opinion. So there you have me it.
0: Some, some Chip to be fair. Yeah, he's, he's very
1: funny as well.
0: Yeah, I like him a lot. We've we've wandered from the point again.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Matt Murdock is in in Peter's apartment, and he's like, "Yeah, so um, none of these charges are going to stick. Don't worry about it." And then it's a, the my favorite bit is he turns to Happy and he's like, by the way, like there's a lot of real bad crime stuff that you've done. <laughs> I'm like, you need a really good lawyer. And Happy's like, oh, um, oh, and then um, a brick gets thrown through their window because for some reason everyone hates Spider-Man, even though he saved half of the people that live on the because universe. He, he did crimes, I
0: think he did.
1: He, he did a, a, a small crime. Crimes. And there's someone throws a brick in the window and Matt Murdock catches it. And uh, uh, Peter looks at him and he's like, well, you're clearly blind because you didn't even look at the brick. And like, he puts the brick down. And Peter's like, how would you catch that? And he goes, oh, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what well, well, I absolutely adored about that joke, because I know a lot of people get a bit whingy about like comedy in the Marvel movies and not, it doesn't really, you know, it's not everybody's like sort of thing. Mm. But i personally the marvel movies are very much like on my wavelength for comedy Same. and what i absolutely loved about that joke is the fact that it is completely nonsensical because what has yep. catching a brick got to do with being a good lawyer absolutely fuck all but he made and it look great
1: the whole son fell a laughing both times i watched it <laughs> it's such it a good line it's perfect. one of my two favorite jokes in the movie
0: <laughs> what's your other favorite joke
1: well, I'm something of a scientist myself. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they got that meme in there and they made him say it direct to camera, like excellent, Perfect. pure joy from me. Like, the cinema was literally like there were people crying with tears, like laughing in the cinema.
0: I uh, I was a big fan of a lot of the jokes about how um how like Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker is like the lamest one, even though arguably he's the coolest. Yeah, um, but like but all the jokes about he's it, the he,
1: lamest one
0: yeah like where they're all talking about like comparing like they're big villains and he's like I fought a man in a rhino suit once <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh, Andrew you're so cute oh, they
1: talk to about fighting aliens and he's like oh I fought this Russian guy in a rhino suit once <laughs> <laughs> but also uh-huh. like go back and watch Amazing Spider-Man 2. Everyone everyone listen to this podcast. Just go to YouTube and type in Amazing Spider-Man 2 ending. And tell me that isn't the most Spider-Man thing that has ever been on screen ever. (laughs) It's so good. It makes me, like, tear up every single time. It's so, like, when Andrew Garfield takes like comes over to the kid who's got the gone out in the Spider-Man mask and he's like oh thanks for covering for me let me take this one on like oh brilliant oh it's, yeah brilliant. it's brilliant
0: I, I do think they nailed the sequence with Gwen as well and the big four yeah um, absolutely like that was like Properly at the comics and made
1: me do a cry. <laughs> so, mm. um, and like him at her gravestone, he's like, do you know what? Actually, Big Spider Man is fucking awful. <laughs> I like, don't want to do it. It's like, yeah, absolutely. When Toby gives it up, he's like, hmm, can't eat hot dogs. But Andrew is like, yeah, my girlfriend's fucking dead.
0: <laughs> oh, the poor guy. I did love as well the uh, the like ongoing joke about um, what's his face just like falling into a vat of eels <laughs> Yeah because it is like so the most comic book thing that's ever happened like villain origin wise it's like oh I fell into yeah. a fat of eels uh, and that, that did really make me laugh
1: I if, um, when I uh, took the Sandman and Sam was like well and she's like oh yeah I fell into like a nuclear sand thing and they're like yeah and Jamie Foster goes oh, a lot of people falling into stuff <laughs> such a good line Jamie fox was absolutely wasted in amazing spider-man yeah. 2 he's so oh, funny in this
0: honestly well that's the thing i mean i feel like you get the feeling and i probably do need to watch it again to like make sure i'm not talking out my arse here but I, I really get the feeling that he wasn't happy with how that character was presented in amazing spider-man 2 and it feels like yeah. he wasn't really like particularly down with it whereas in this it was like
1: He comes to our universe and just gets sexy. And, like, everyone's like, hey, you're alright? right. And he's like, yeah, I came to another universe and I got sexy. I ain't going back. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, like, clapping at the cinema. You go, Jamie Foxx.
0: As if we wouldn't all be like, "Uh, excuse me, I'm not going back if we got super hot. But...
1: Yeah. The fact that Electric Powers fixed his teeth in Amazing Spider-Man 2 was funny anyway. But, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the fact that he came to our universe and then got ext- super bath yeah. and like a good haircut and beard. Don't oh, know how that, that happened.
0: That haircut in Amazing Spider 2 just makes me cross just even thinking about it. Um, <laughs> back to No Way Home. Like, one of my. Mm. So they gossip they pretty quickly over the Spider Man did any crimes. Did he do Mysterio's crimes? I love the bit where he goes back to the school and one of the teachers, I think it might be Hannibal Buress is he's, he's very yeah. much like, you did it though. You, you've, done, you've done a lot of murders and I don't trust you. Because yeah, he's such like a laid back guy anyway. Yeah. So it just comes across like ex, almost extra hostile because of how not hostile it feels. Yeah, it's really,
1: it's really funny. It's and really, like, JB Smooth and Martin Starr are like, yeah, we love you, Peter. You can, you know, S- swing through the halls if you want, wall <laughs> And Martin Starr's like a huge Spider-Man fanboy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> set up that little shrine. Yeah, the shrine with like
1: the, the like, statue of Peter that he's made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of the students made this for you, and like JB just like, no, they didn't. He did it all.
0: <laughs> if there's any criticism of this movie that I've got, it's that there wasn't enough JB smooth
1: because I, I, all three of them aren't in it barely at all. When yeah. Martin Starr has like. Monstar has the best joke in Far From Home when they're on the sc- no in Homecoming when they're on a yeah. the school trip and he's like I can't lose a kid on a school trip not again not again <laughs> it's like it's, the way he delivers it is brilliant the way that he talks in Far From Home about it, his wife pretending to blip and then <laughs> like, they had a funeral for her and he caught mm-hmm. her in the ass like having left him <laughs> <laughs> he talks about his expensive camera and then he drops it in the Venice. Cloud. Oh no! <laughs> oh, but <laughs> Star's capture is that's... so terrible. It's so funny. It. Like he's brilliant in it. it. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's great anyway. But he's so good in that in those movies. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, yeah, it did that's feel actually, a bit that's actually that my got. big
1: complaint. That yeah, that boy, they got backseated
0: just, a bit yeah but it's 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 one of those things isn't it where it's like there was no need for them to be in the rest of the movie mm. like
1: really the um, movie isn't based around the school like the first two are
0: yeah yeah
1: because they have graduate they graduate don't they that's the thing
0: yeah so the, the whole graduate. thing is the fact that they don't get into mit isn't it because people are a bit suspicious of spider-man and friends yeah which did really tickle me because it's very blatantly obvious that flash is not spider-man's friend yeah. even though he's trying to prove it to everybody he's like writing books about being spider-man's best friend but mit are like nah he can come in yeah,
1: it's fine don't worry <laughs> about it you're not one of the named accomplices <laughs> and like Um, when Peter when Spider-Man Flash finds out that it's Peter and he's like no fucking way (laughs) and like behind him Peter is swinging into the sewer (laughs) with MJ and he just has no idea
0: oh bless him Um, I reckon he
1: ever bills Peter for the car that he totaled in Spider-Man Homecoming (laughs)
0: It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me, to be fair. But it would probably be a bill of like, can you turn up at my birthday party and I don't know, do a little <laughs> do a web trick? Can you get up in the corner and get the cobweb out of the <laughs> corner of the ceiling? <laughs>
1: That's a very good joke.
0: <laughs> it is a very good joke. I am skipping ahead a little bit, but I love the bit, mm. the sequence in Ned's uh, house with his abuela when uh, when Andrew Garfield and and uh, Maguire show up. I mean, what tickled me was the fact that as soon as Andrew Garfield turns up you know Maguire's on the way and yeah. yet still when he appears the whole cinema went fucking bananas
1: absolutely bananas like
0: yes. full on bananas even though he did look like a youth pastor yeah.
1: <laughs> that joke was so good they said you could turn up and dress as a youth pastor <laughs> like <laughs> the fact that that's definitely just Tobey Maguire's clothes, Absol- yeah, absolutely. 100%. He turned up on set and he said, "Look, you're getting the least amount of effort that a man can give in an active role because that's what I do. Because I'm like 50, and honestly, I just take the like rights money that I like the, the residuals check from Spider Man that pays for my entire lifestyle." <laughs> Yeah, to also, be fair I'm five foot seven and I'm mad about it.
0: Oh, is he? I did not know. They're
1: that, all baby. really short. They're all five seven except Garfield who's five nine. Oh, that's
0: not really short. I'm five seven. Well, I am also a lady, but
1: <laughs> Yeah. But I think the average height for men is five ten. So all of them are under average height, including Garfield, oh. who looks really tall and skinny.
0: He does look really tall and skinny.
1: But I no, he's super short.
0: Loved when he turned well, up and they were like, oh, Prove that you're a Spider-Man. So he literally just hooks onto the ceiling with one hand, and they're like, Cru- "No, crawl around, prove it." And he's like, "Is this not? Is this not proof enough? I'm like, look at what I'm doing. Is this not proof?" And then <laughs> the other comes down, and she's like talking about cobwebs in the corner. I was crying because like. The thing that sort of, uh, I was saying this to Rich, like once it became very obvious that those two were definitely going to be in it, especially once Andrew Garfield was tromping around going, I'm not in No Way Home, how dare you even suggest such a thing? It's like, yeah, he's definitely in it. Um, It's really
1: funny that there's all these interviews of Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield being like, no, we're not in it. And there's like one TikTok of a guy who saw Tom Maguire in the street and he's like, yo, Tom Maguire, are you in the Spider Man movie? And he just shouts, fuck off him.
0: That's well, really funny. that's one—that's one way to get around an in NTI <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh God, amazing! But like, I was—I was quite concerned that they were going to bring them in in a very sort of like. I don't know, like super serious, like, oh, God, you know, we need to bring in the Spider-Man from the other universes, and this is going to, it's going to, it's like a Three Parkers kind of problem. And I was like, worried that it was going to feel a bit heavy. And like, don't get me wrong, bits of this film do get super heavy. But like, I love the fact that they just sort of turn up and just like fart around in the kitchen for like, (laughs) 10, 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> but all of their Wonderful. interactions are really good. I think it really works. And, like, obviously you can tell that Andrew Garfield loved being Spider-Man and just is so jazzed to be able to do that again. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. The
1: fact that he also has not aged since 2012 is very impressive.
0: He really hasn't, has he? No. When we were watching it, I said to Rich, are they doing de-aging on people? Because it looks like they're doing de-aging. on. People. And he was like, no, I think that's just... That's just Tobey Maguire's face. I was like, yeah. oh, wow. I think
1: Tobey Maguire looks younger than he is for, younger than his age. He's done yeah. very well for being almost 50, but like...
0: He's almost 50?
1: Yeah, he's like 47 or something. Get off! No
0: fucking yeah. way! I'll I double, thought he was I, like my age. i to
1: double check.
0: Uh, double he's, check.
1: He's way older than you think.
0: Because I genuinely thought he was around, like, well, maybe... Wow. 46.
1: So he looks great for his age, On in really? my opinion oh uh, andrew garfield is also not super young he was in his 20s when he did spidey
0: i was just about to say be careful what you say because i'm pretty sure he actually is around my age <laughs> 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 so if you're about to say andrew garfield is
1: a proper old fucking fart just andrew garfield is words. uh 38
0: there you go not that much older than me <laughs>
1: And no, uh, yeah, Andrew Offield, it looks incredible for his age Let's all talk about oh, that He plays a, um, Jonathan man. I can't remember his surname In Tick Tick Boom Who's turning yeah. 30 in the movie And you absolutely believe it
0: Oh yeah, absolutely I watched that not long ago And I can't remember his name either Which is really bad
1: Jonathan Larson uh,
0: Larson, there you go Fucking God, incredible God, movie
1: from, My favourite movie of last year Absolutely incredible movie
0: Oh, well my favourite movie watch watch of it. last year was, was No Way Home Unsurprisingly <laughs>
1: I love, love, love No Way Home, but I've got like real, like obsessive t- with Tick-Tick-Boo. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so, yeah, Peter goes to see Doctor Strange, doesn't he? And he's yes. like, Hey, do me a spell, Stephen. Do me a solid. And I love, I love when he's like. We saved the universe. You don't have to call me Doctor Strange. And then he's like, Okay, Stephen. And then it kind of She's like, I'm mm, still weird. Mm, not sure about that. <laughs> Which is very funny, like, they play, yeah. he, he plays his character very well in, like, Doctor Strange is just kind of like a stuck-up arsehole. Well,
0: this is the thing, because I've heard a lot of people say, like, especially, so when the trailers came out, like, a lot of people were going, oh, that's that's got to be Mephisto, because uh, Doctor Strange isn't as fun as this. And I was like, I'm sorry, have I been watching different films and reading different comics? Because yeah. I've always thought Doctor Strange is pretty funny.
1: Yeah.
0: But he's also, like, a knob. Like, he's an yeah. actual knob, <laughs> but it's funny. Like,
1: he's a dick in the same way Tony Stark is. He's a great replacement yeah. for Robert Downey Jr. Now that mm. that character's not in these movies. So Stranger's spell goes a bit wrong. And then he, he's like, oh, Peter, did you ask MIT if you could go? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you could just ask? I, he, I
0: love the fact that his brain went to magic before it went to just talking to people.
1: Yeah, I love that he didn't ask, like, Pepper, who, like, Tony's got a huge <laughs> connection. Like, f- Tony mm. paid for an entire theatre at MIT, and he didn't go like, oh, Pepper, could you just get us in? And she, she absolutely could have. <laughs> She's, a mom- yeah. She's the richest woman alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, she a thousand percent would have done that. Oh, bless him.
1: And, uh, yeah, he just doesn't think about it, which is very funny. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go put a suit on, and then I'm going to go try and get the woman who is the MIT recruit or whatever to like let us in. Oh, I also completely missed a scene that I loved when they're opening the rejection letters from the college and he Mm -hmm. just swings around New York just as Peter without his costume on. And he just lands in front of the bakery and walks in and this woman's like, Oh shit, (laughs) that's Spider-Man. That's great. Yeah, all that more of that sort of stuff.
0: Well, uh, it's like I remember when when we when we talked about Homecoming and we were saying that like some of our favourite bits were the stupidest bits, like that bit where the mm. guy sees him on the roof and he's like, "Hey, are you that Spider Man from the internet? Do a flip!"
1: He's <laughs> like, "Did so he you realise that the, the do a flip guy is the guy who's filming Shang Chi on the bus in Shang Chi?" No. Yeah, it's the same guy. The character's name's like Grants or something. He's got a really (laughs) stupid name. Oh, that's brilliant. So yeah, if you watch watch Homecoming and then watch Shang-Chi, the guy who's filming it and going, oh, I took martial arts when I was a kid, so I'm going to (laughs) commentate on this. That's the same person. (laughs) And also, they cut his dialogue from Homecoming, where he says, hey, Spider-Man, do a flip into No Way Home in the crowd scene in front of the school he says hey peter parker do a flip <laughs> you steer it in the background like really oh, quietly oh
0: that's brilliant that is actually brilliant i love that guy um shang
1: chi shang chi is so good by the way we didn't talk about that but like shang chi fucking rules
0: uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like okay. to do well enough let's leave Sha- it
1: shang chi to me who loves old old school martial arts movies big fan anyway so like <laughs> Basically, Peter annoyed Doctor Strange so much that he made the spell go bad, and instead of making everyone forget Spider-Man's Secret Identity, he started to pull people who know Spider-Man's Secret Identity from other universes into the present. And so we get a really cool fight scene with him and Doctor Octopus on the Mm -hmm. bridge, where he just hacks his octopus arms, which is very funny. (laughs) (laughs) He just uses the Iron Spider and hacks the arms, and they're just like... Ties him up with his own octopus arms and walks him off. <laughs> just like puppets him around. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. The, just, the octopus is just trying to punch him with his weak little arms, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, <laughs> stop it!" Like, it's <laughs> <out of here." laughs>
0: oh. and,
1: uh, so like you know, eventually they work out that these are other Spider-Man villains, and Strange is like, "Here's a magic spider web. Go web them all." Into my dungeon that I have, which is also the laundry room. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that they've got like a bow flex in their background. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Like,
0: oh, loved
1: it. Also, well, I didn't even mention this that Wong became Sorcerer Supreme while Tony was yeah. dead. Steven was dead. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely it's brilliant. It's such a good joke. It's like, oh yeah, he became Sorcerer Supreme on a technicality while I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: that's so funny. Wong <laughs> well, would absolutely was. be a better sorcerer supreme. Though, but.
1: What's what was Wong sorcerer supreme doing fixing fights in Ta- in China? In yeah. Very yeah. funny. Just need <laughs> some more money to help run the sanctorum. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, like he and like they're like, Oh, by the way, there's some, you know, multiverse energy out in the sticks. And we get this, like, Peter, like, swings out into the into the country outside of the sea. And you get this excellent scene where, like, he's swinging away from the camera through the trees on, like, pylons and stuff, which is, like, mm. basically a reverse of one of the shots from Homecoming, where he's, like, stuck out in the middle of nowhere and can't swing, which is yeah. really cool. And, like, he fights Electro, and he's, like, not doing a great job um, <laughs> against Electro but then sandman is also there and sandman like saves him and uh then he zaps electro and sandman back to the uh the sanctorum's laundry room <laughs> and he's got like he's got their captured you know doc arc uh electro and sandman and strange has captured the lizard and then aunt may has got <laughs> has got uh norman osborne in the yeah. kitchen stealing donuts <laughs> Um, which, to
0: be fair, is a good way to start your day.
1: Yeah. And, like, oh, I mean, I think we can all say William Defoe, absolutely secret MVP of this movie.
0: Oh, uh, he just eats this goddamn roll-up man. He is he's brilliant. Excellent.
1: And the de-aging they did was, like, really hard to notice, which is real cool. Mm. Um, he looks yeah. exactly like he did in the year 2000, which is very insane. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, Aunt May's like, hey, this guy needs help. He doesn't need to be, like shoved off into another universe which is like kind of the first time this is brought up because Peter's just like these people shouldn't be here they're going back yeah but like Maisel I no, like you know they need to be they need to be helped Peter brings them all back to the uh, the, the laundry room with Dr. Strange and Strange is like okay so I've made a new version of the spell and it's on this magic box and there's a button on the box when you press <laughs> the button they're all going back and peter's like okay but like what happens to them when they go back and it turns out that like he's gonna die like they're all they're all plucked at the moment of death uh I, jamie fox's realization of this is very funny mm-hmm. uh when he's like oh yeah you know I, I became one with the electrical grid and then i started to lose my oh shit i died. <laughs> like very good joke
0: yeah
1: and like they're all like hey don't send us back we don't want to die <laughs>
0: which is a fair thing to yeah, say I
1: think absolutely fair and Peter's like one of the big things in the MCU is they've never said great power with great power comes great responsibility hmm. and like it was a big thing you know Uncle Ben big thing in the other movies in the comics it's, it's, it's the core tenet of why Peter is Spider-Man yeah but it's interesting that if you look at a Peter that's grown up in a universe with superheroes and him being a good kid maybe Uncle Ben's death doesn't trigger him becoming spider-man and like they don't really they've never really talked about uncle ben they never mentioned that uncle ben is dead yeah so part of me thinks that that's because he's going to come back and be alive however the big thing is that like peter's peter's you know version of good is measured by avengers and by tony you know his main role model Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and so like he's just like i've got a problem i'm going to solve it and I'm going to solve it with you know science. And he decides that like, he's like, oh, actually, these people do need help and I can help them. I'm smart. But Strange doesn't see it that way. And Strange has a, you know, him and Strange have a fight, which is awesome. Like one yes. of the most visually interesting. Oh, stunning. Yeah, just absolutely visually insane. So good. They had this huge fight and Peter eventually beats Strange with geometry is it <laughs> trigonometry or something like
0: some sort of math so i don't understand yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And he's like oh the thing that he's doing with these magic portals it's just that's because he takes strange takes them to the mirror dimension and he's like oh this is just geometry i can do geometry which is like a very very cool peter parker moment mm-hmm. and like one of the things that these movies get right is show you how smart peter is and this is one of those moments he like he traps strange and he's like, okay, this worm is going to dissolve in, like, 12 hours. Don't try all <laughs> these super villains. I'm going to leave you in the mirror dimension, which is very funny. Yeah. And then he, he takes all the scientists back to Happy's shag pad.
0: Which oh, yeah.
1: has a stark fabricate, like, mega 3D printer, basically, in the laundry room or whatever. And, like, he... Works together with Willem Dafoe, with well, Norman Osborne, who is something of a scientist himself. <laughs> and genuinely, I, I was almost crying laughing when that came up. It's so funny. The fact that they know what's funny is what makes that movie good, I think, as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, they know what memes are funny and what memes are memes. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, one of my favourite sort of like ongoing jokes of the whole MCU is like happy being the head of security, but. Being absolutely shit at security. Yeah. It's so, like his password being password, or like um, in Homecoming when he's just absolutely like his plane just gets completely hijacked and he's just not even aware. Like I, yeah. I, I love I love that idea about him because like it just makes no sense that that's who Tony would put in into- charge. <laughs> like Tony's yeah. a smart man. Why would
1: you yeah, put? But he's like, oh, this <laughs> I don't need a security guy. I'm Iron Man, so I'll just let my friend do it.
0: Yeah, it's just like i'll just uh i don't know i'll just give him the title i suppose (laughs) just just really tickles me because that's another thing about this film as well like him just having things lying around his like bachelor pad that are just like capable of creating absolute chaos and he's just got them you know stuffed in a sock drawer or whatever you're like what are you doing
1: happy yeah the fabricator runs on a on a um thingy what are they called the oh, thing that powers to tony yeah. an arc reactor it's got yeah. a tiny arc reactor it's like that's enough to power a city happy and you just <laughs> got it in your condo
0: <laughs> so all of this leads up to one of the one of the scenes that was probably like the biggest surprise for me in this film because um mm. i was talking to somebody on a previous episode and i'm blanking on who it was about how like with the culture of like online-ness nowadays it's really hard to be surprised by things yeah and in the marvel universe there's only ever been like two times before when i've been genuinely surprised by something and that was trevor saturday because <laughs> yeah. i was not expecting that even a teensy bit
1: absolutely brilliant
0: absolutely but like i know a lot of people didn't like that but i Almost pissed in the cinema. I was laughing so hard; thought it was brilliant. And then in Homecoming, when Michael Keaton answers the door, and you
1: cause, absolutely brilliant.
0: Like I had no, like I, I just hadn't clicked in my head that he might be her dad, like at all. Not even and a possibility. Whole face, just like, oh no, <laughs> like I'm gonna have a bad time, and, and it just goes completely downhill from there.
1: The so whole like, scene in the car when fucking oh Michael Keaton God. pulls the gun on him.
0: Yeah, And he does the whole, like, protective dad speech, but also he's genuinely a murderer. (laughs) just like, oh, my God. So, like, with this film, I was already concerned that, because I was thinking, I know everything that's going to happen in this now, so it's just a case of, like, how much I enjoy how they present it to me, I suppose. Mm. And then they fucking killed Aunt May.
1: (laughs) That was was a real, real shocker. absolutely i love marissa tomei as aunt may she's fantastic and like they seem like they have a relationship that you don't see in any of the other spider-man movies yeah like her and peter are really close and you don't see that elsewhere like peter feels like he like when he says he's like oh my aunt may needs to know because i couldn't tell her again because of how hard it was for her yeah like what like they have a great relationship on and off camera? It's really clear, and like then they just kill her, and but they give her the they give her the line, yeah. they let her say, "With great power comes great responsibility," and of course Norman Osborn kills her because he's actually been the Green Goblin the whole time and has been faking it,
0: yeah, uh,
1: I, which is not, mad. Yeah, it's a very sad when, scene.
0: Well, the, it's not only is it sad, but it's also like it came so out of left field for me because. I was talking to Richard Bennett afterwards, and I said, if you think about the Marvel movies, in the grand scheme of things, the actual stakes are actually kind of low. Hmm. Like, very few Marvel characters have died, and yep. even in Infinity War, the majority of those ones came back
1: after it's only Endgame. The vision, well, and Vision's only, back now, but like, it's only Gamora who died in Infinity War and then came back. Yeah, And then Black Widow's basically the Black only God. character that's died and has stayed dead. And Tony. Oh, and Tony, yeah.
0: But that's, like, out of all of the characters and all the situations they've been in, it's, like, the the stakes are actually sort of low. Mm. So, like, that was really my only complaint about Endgame was because I was, like, not that I wanted people to be dropping like flies, but I was, like, I feel like we've built up Thanos now as this, like, immovable object-type thing, but we've actually moved it pretty easily (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. with minimal sort of, you know, carnage. Um, But with this, it was, like, so in my head... I never suspected they would kill anybody off but in my head I thought if they do it'll be probably MJ. I don't know why I thought Mm.
1: that. I thought Ned might go but also in the trailers it looked like MJ was going to die.
0: Yeah.
1: Because she did the the Emma Stone fall. Just
0: fall. fall. (laughs) Yeah. So like for this bit and especially because they give you that moment where you think she might be alright where they're trying to clamber out of the rubble and they're having a little chat and it's when she lies down again that you're like oh no this is this is it now isn't it and like I'm not going to lie, there were a lot of tears in the cinema and, um, and the majority of them were from me. <laughs> so
1: like, was just like... What as are they? he's grieving over his dying, his, his only family member dying in his arms, the police shoot at him. Yeah. <laughs> he gets shot in the shoulder.
0: What like, uh, what terrible... I mean,
1: <sighs> the
0: policemen, don't even get me started.
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck the police.
0: Uh, fuck all of them. Like... I just, yeah, like that whole thing. I just like, I I looked at Richard, which was like, I wasn't expecting
1: that. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And like, part of us was thinking towards the end, we were like, they're going to bring her back somehow. They're going to do some magic-y poof.
1: They do do something even sadder.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. So
1: so at this point, Peter's basically like, so Peter escapes, and Ned and MJ are like freaking out because they know that may is dead and they don't know like peter's not answering his phone and they can't get a hold of him and they're at ned's house and like they're all freaking out and then ned wiggles his hand and he's got the stolen sling ring from <laughs> dr strange mm-hmm. and when he wiggles his hand the sparks come out like the portals from the endgame slash dr strange and like they're uh, he's like oh wait what's like oh what's going on can we use this to find Peter, and he's like, "Oh yeah, let's magic, let's do it." And so he does the sling ring thing, where he wiggles his arm in a circle, and he's like, "We need Peter Parker, we need Peter Parker." And like, a portal opens up, and we see an, a dark alleyway, and there's a Spider-Man at the end. And uh, wouldn't you know it, this Spider-Man costume is a little more traditional, mm-hmm. and it's he runs towards the camera, he jumps into the room, and also number one, Andrew Garfield was not in the same room as. MJ and Nerd, <laughs> Zendaya, and uh, Jacob Batalod. 100% there was a standard in that room, uh, because he's very clearly CG'd into the room, the whole scene.
0: I hadn't noticed that, but I think oh, I was just it too again. excited. Yeah, I think well, I, was, I was, I've only seen it once, and I was very I, excited. <laughs> yeah. And
1: like, he pulls the mask off, the, this spider pulls the mask off, and it's Andrew Garfield. Mm. And it, like and the crane
0: goes wild.
1: The entire cinema <laughs> erupted. And it erupted to the point where, like, you could tell that they were expecting that to happen and they left a gap before anyone yeah. said anything, <laughs> like, which is incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do it again for the next reveal, which is Toby Maguire. But before we get to Toby, we have the aforementioned prove your Spider-Man scene, <laughs> which is very funny. Very good. And he's like, OK, and he just jumps up a foot and touches the ceiling with his fingers and just stays stuck there and they're like yeah just like crawl around a little is, it. Like, crawl around a little is very funny And <laughs> well, it's and, like very nonchalantly <laughs> crawling around, like frustrated like
0: just Wait, is cute. this it can i come down now
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's the perfect antidote to having just watched art may die i've got to say yeah,
1: absolutely <laughs> And then uh, Ned's aunt, Ned's grandma, comes down and says something to him, and he's like, "Oh, my grandma says, can you get the cob over in the corner while you're up there?"
0: I I absolutely love that, but just that like sort of nonchalant little wave of his hand, like, "I've got it." The
1: the grandma's like, "Oh, thank you so much." And uh, Peter appears. Andrew is like, "Oh, see, yeah, no, no, no worries." (laughs) and they just about believe he's Peter and they're like okay so what's going on like I'm trying to find Peter I feel like he needs my help because there's some crazy shit happening to him and oh I forgot one of my other favourite jokes we have to go really far back they're in the room with all the villains and the lizard has been silent the whole time (laughs) and then he just says something he says like oh this is bullshit or whatever and everyone's like ah fuck the lizard can talk (laughs) really (laughs) The was <laughs> like, oh, did no talk <laughs> like really good. Such a good
0: oh, joke. I really do love the humour in this film. It really tickled me. Yeah. There's like a bit jumping ahead a bit, but there's a bit later where they're all like sort of just sort of waiting for the villains to turn up, so they're all like kind of stretching and whatever. And um Andrew Garfield like tweaks Toby Maguire's back. And they're just like having a conversation about like basically how shit it is to be Spider-Man and like he you get yeah. cricks in your back and nobody can do anything about it. and Oh, it's so like adorable and hilarious and wonderful and like yeah. brotherly. Like, oh, I could have watched like so many films of just the three of them running around being Spider-Man together.
1: Well, well, you know, not to spoil it, but Andrew Garfield has said that if there was another good Spider-Man movie, he would do it.
0: Oh, so I would watch it. I'm not going to
1: lie. I have to say, I feel like the, there's going to be a, you know, there's going to be a two-part Spider-Verse sequel, but I feel like there's going to be one, you know, there's going to be another one further down the road, and that's going to have Toby, Andrew, and Tom Holland, and
0: mm.
1: whoever the cinema version of Miles Morales is going to be.
0: Yeah.
1: But anyway, so they all, all the Spider-People, like, Toby, like they, they eventually go, like, oh, let's try and summon our Peter, and they pull Toby Maguire through huge audience hype. Mm-hmm. The fact that Absolutely Toby impressive. just comes in from like a diner or something for us as a normal person <laughs> is very funny. And the way he
0: sort of comes in and he's like, I just stepped through your portal Oh, it's gone. Yeah.
1: Oh, like, is this someone, is someone's living room. Okay, whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. He's like, Oh I just stepped through that portal. I hope it's okay. <laughs>
0: It's really adorable. Like, it's such, like, a Peter Parker thing to do, is to, like, think mm. of, like, people's feelings and politeness, like, rather than just being, like, you know, where's the scene? He's just like, oh, I'm sorry, did I did I walk in on something? you're like, oh, mm. Toby. Also,
1: so, like, I thought it was weird that Toby's not wearing the costume, but then mm. they explain later on what's going on with Andrew Garfield's character, and I'm like, oh, I, yeah. oh shit. Like, that got they, dark, they, didn't they, it? They, they really thought this out. In a very Mm -hmm. smart way. So they go like, look, we don't want to keep bringing Spider-Man in. (laughs) Where do you think Peter might have gone? Maybe that's the first thing you should have done. And um, they're like, oh, he's he's probably on the roof of the school. They go to the roof of the school. MJ and Ned are like, oh, man, we're sad for you. This sucks. Mm -hmm. And then they bring in the other Spider-Man. And Peter's like, I can't do this. Like, This is bullshit being Spider-Man sucks. (laughs) This is so shit. <laughs> and Toby and Andrew are like, yeah, it really does suck. And Andrew's like, yeah, I lost. And Toby's like, oh, I lost Uncle Ben. And Andrew's like, yeah, I lost Uncle Ben. And Gwen. <laughs> and um, there's a brilliant, there's a brilliant bit where like, he's cry- He's like crying. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield is crying. And like, you can tell he's the best actor out of the three of them. Because <laughs> his tears are very good. And he's like full on crying. And he goes like, yeah, you know, when well, I lost Gwen, I, I s- stopped pulling my punches. And I uh, didn't really feel the need to be Peter Parker anymore. I just kind of just been Spider Man. And it kind of explains to you why, like, he turned up in our universe with yeah. in his Spider Man costume because he doesn't have any other clothes. Yeah. And, like, which is like. It's really sad. It's really sad. Uh, but I think it works really great for that character, which mm-hmm. was always kind of a darker take. Because they, you know, they were heavily inspired by the Dark Knight. That's why a lot of the colour palette is really dark. And, like, why the DVD covers look like the Dark Knight DVD covers.
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah, and, like, they're like, okay, we can fight all these villains. He's like, we've all beaten these villains before. Let's just do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the, um, I, I love, there's a bit where they talk about the Goblin formula. And Toby Roy is like, yeah, I've spent, like, 20 years thinking about how to cure Norman Osborn even after he's not been around anymore, not been a problem. I was like, yeah, that's absolutely Peter Parker shit right there.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, he's been
1: thinking about it this whole time. And so like they, you know, they all work together and they build all these cures. And then we get a couple of very good scenes. So there's one scene where they're like, Hey, do you need web cartridges? And token? <laughs> like, what are those? What are those for? And they're like, for the, web and he's like oh and he just shoots a web out of his finger his his wrist and everyone is grossed out by it which is so funny
0: I thought it was great when uh, is it it Tom Holland who says uh, does it does it come from anywhere else yeah he does because what was brilliant about that was it just it just goes to show the caliber of friends that i've got was when i was talking about this film afterwards in a in a little group chat a handful of people went straight to the penis and another handful of people went straight to the butt i was a butt person i was thinking spiders so i was thinking i was
1: thinking butts as well yeah
0: yeah other yeah other people weren't thinking so um sensibly about it (laughs) but that did really tickle me because it's just like it's one of those things that's like sort of poking fun at the comics but also kind of paying homage as well like it wasn't they're not like outright laughing at you for being like for comics being ridiculous but at the same time it is like this is a bit ridiculous though
1: isn't yeah. it? Um, <laughs> which um, i loved about it i love the um the bit where ned's like hey do you um do you guys uh do you guys have like spider-man best friends and <laughs> and peter's like yeah i had a best friend and he tried to kill me and he died in my arms <laughs> And uh, Andrew Garfield's like, yeah, same. Yeah, same thing happened to me. Basically, yeah, died in my arms. And Ned goes over to Peter and he's like, hey, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, don't worry, I'm never going to turn evil on you. Like, such a good joke. Like, so funny.
0: That whole sequence of them, like, in the lab doing all the, getting confused between the Peters and things was just really funny.
1: I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, when Ned's like, hey, Peter and they all go yep and he goes yeah. sorry Peter Parker and they all go, they all go yeah that's yeah. all the our names oh it's
0: such a good film ah i need to see oh, it again finally. soon
1: there's one scene though and this is one of my huge co- complaints with the movie right hmm. so Toby Maguire he turns he sees Peter and MJ together and he turns to Andrew and he's like oh hey you got anybody and Andrew Garfield's like oh no like after Gwen I didn't really like. He's like, I couldn't bring anyone into this whole thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh, hey man, have you got somebody?" And he, this is this is my biggest complaint. Well, not biggest complaint. It's actually probably is my biggest complaint about the whole movie. And this is this one interaction. And I feel like they could have fixed it, right? Because Peter goes like, "Oh yeah," like I'm you know, Toby goes like, "Oh yeah," me and my MJ, we were on and off again, but yeah, we made it work. Uh, but what I really would have liked to have seen, and this is really lame from me, right? I would have liked to, instead of Toby talking to Andrew about it, I wish Toby was wearing a wedding ring and Andrew had been like, Hey, you're married. Yeah. Like that, that would be such a better way to do that. And the fact that like the whole of Spider-Man three is about him trying to propose. Yeah. Like to me, that makes sense as like, cause they give you this window into Andrew Garfield's character after the movies. But Tobey Maguire's character is like, he talks about the things that happen in the movies and then that's it. Mm hmm. And I feel like that would have been the like, this is what I did, you know? Yeah. Like that's what I wanted from, I wanted to see a little bit more of that character.
0: Yeah.
1: What happened to that character. And like, what we got was he has back problems.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't we all after 35? Yeah. <laughs> don't,
1: don't we all almost 50 in a very active lifestyle? So yeah, like that, like, I don't know whether you think that would have improved it, but like, me that would have been I think that would have been something that I would really want from that like yeah. that gives me that closure on the one mm. kind of dangling thread from those movies which is Peter and MJ will they won't they yeah because they're, they're oh, together I, at the end of the movie but they're together and break up three times
0: yeah I would never have thought about that if you hadn't have mentioned it but now that you have it would make it does make a lot more sense because like you say we've, we've had that sort of that sort of peek into what's going on with Garfield. And I think Mm. that's what makes what the sort of arc of his Parker across the film, like even more awesome is that, you know, that he starts, he comes into this in a bad place. Like he's Mm. in a, I'm j- he's, I'm just existing He's not finished his TV. story
1: arc either. He's still got yeah. room to do stuff, and yeah. you kind of see him resolving his ongoing stories in this movie, which is really mm. smart of them.
0: Yeah, it's a shame that they didn't do that with with Toby as well. Even like you say, if it was just a casual sentence yeah. or a wavering, yeah, it would have made. I sense.
1: would have, I would have loved it. He said that he'd had a kid because obviously yeah. that's a big thing in the comics. Is that yeah, in future versions of Spider Man, usually there is a daughter. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of a basically every future version of peter has kids yeah. like they even reference it in spider-verse how he's like oh i wasn't ready to have a kid which is why we broke up you know mm-hmm. why peter b parker breaks up with his mj and so i could see that being the thing it would be like yeah you know i, I am still spider-man but only what i'm needed because i have a kid like that would have been a really cool i would have liked to have just seen a bit more of his story you know yeah. Um, so yeah, they they all get the solutions, and they're like, right, we're going to trap them at the new Statue of Liberty, which they're putting a Captain America shield on.
0: Of course they are. Of Course they are. Makes and perfect like,
1: sense. You thought perhaps. Captain America wouldn't be that popular because he's black now, and like a lot of people are racist, but I guess it's happening. Yeah. And like, so they they like they're going to lure all the villains there. They're going to take the villains out. Also, we forgot to mention earlier on that that Peter manages to cure. One of the villains, which is Doctor Octopus, yes. but then Otto runs away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which, to as, be fair, is not seen for an
1: hour of film.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I, I didn't mind that so much because I know a lot of people were saying that like it doesn't make sense for him to run away and like I was but, like, to would you be fair, to him. that's the thing. Exactly. Like if I found myself in the middle of a super battle, I'd be scarping as soon as I fucking could, mate. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not hanging around to see how this shit goes down. I am off (laughs) i am out of there yeah that didn't bother me so much like the uh like i I wasn't thrilled with the captain america shield on the statue of liberty because that just felt weird to me and a bit sort of incongruous like yeah but it didn't like it didn't bother me at all because once i've mentioned it once it doesn't really sort of no it's just a set piece isn't it
1: so they can drop the shield (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but that whole sequence on the Statue of Liberty I thought was really good because
1: absolutely brilliant. Yeah.
0: there's that worry. Like a lot of people are saying, you know, with Spider-Man 3, one of its biggest problems was that they tried to cram too many origin stories and too many villains and too many fights and too much yeah. plot into a film that they couldn't give any one piece like its real time to. And what I really liked about this is that it did – aside from Connors, who I did genuinely feel like I forgot was in the movie the majority of the time, (laughs) Mm. like, most of them got, like, a cool line and most of them got a couple of cool, like, fight sequence moments and they, you know, there wasn't wasn't really anybody in it who I would be like, take them out for the service of everybody else. Like, it felt sensible and it felt like everybody was given, you know, enough... Enough room to like move around, and I really liked this idea of like the three Spideys. but like, it felt so much like a co- like just celebrating everything that's brilliant about comics to have yeah. three Spider Men working together, like you know saving each like other, the... helping each other, curing the baddies. Like it's like yes,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: it was like a proper team up.
1: <laughs> it feels like the end game for Spider Man movies, doesn't it? Like it feels it really like does. them putting those other two Spider Men to bed and the MCU Spider Man movies. Putting them to one side so they can do something new. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, like, we'll get to that at the end. But, like, there's a there's also a bit that's really cool where they're all swinging and they web off of each other. Yes. You carry on swinging, which is very cool. Yeah. When they're all, like, synced up. But yeah, so, like, they fight all the villains that are there and, like, all the, like, shit tier villains are there, except, and then Doc Ock and uh, Goblin are not. They, you know, they're all fighting against them and they start they're not doing super well. And they're like, well, we need to work together. And Peter's like, oh, I was on the Avengers. And Andrew Garfield goes, oh my God, was that a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> um, and they go like, all right, let's do this. Let's, um, let's work together. I'll I'll tell everyone what to do. He's like, I'm Peter one. McGuire. you're Peter two. Andrew Garfield, you're oh. Peter three. And I feel like Andrew Garfield, like nods. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I'm yeah. Peter three. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I'm shocked that people have so much love for the Raimi movies. Like, having watched them, I'm like, um, these movies are not as bad as I remembered them being, but they are still not great. They're like as good as some of the worst MCU stuff. But anyway, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um. So there's a couple of really good. Uh, there's a couple of really good moments in these fights. Um. I don't want to keep up keep keep we going too long because it's close to your bedtime. <laughs>
0: it
1: is. Yeah. Um. am like. <laughs> there's a bit where um, they cure Electro and Andrew Garfield like, comes down to him and he's like, hey man, l- let's get you sent back to the universe. And he takes his mask off and <laughs> Electro's like, oh. He's like, oh what? And he's like, oh, you know, you're a poor kid from Queens helping helping people out. I just kind of thought you'd be black. I'm like, <laughs> that's a really good line. Yeah. Made me laugh a lot. and Toby, And Andrew's like, oh, sorry man. I bet there's one yeah, Spider-Man somewhere out there uh, And it like, turns directly To look at the camera <laughs> And says Miles Morales And then turns back and, <laughs> and carries on uh, um, One of the yeah. things
0: I really liked About this sequence was um, like, There was an argument for not having Ned And MJ there because it was like mm. Why would you put them in that danger But what I liked about that was that they weren't actually there To begin with, they were somewhere else entirely yeah. And that Ned is operating magic he doesn't know how to operate um because there was there was the like the sort of fear that they were going to do a thing where it's like oh well he's had zero training whatsoever and now he's just mastered portals lands off he goes mastering the ability to put but that'd be where he's trying to close it and he's like increasingly panicked like i can't do it i don't know how it
1: closes (laughs) and they're just like how did you close them before and he's like i didn't they just closed
0: (laughs) which is true they did just close uh, at very that's different very times funny. as well so it's yeah there's no like it's not like the webbing where you're like oh that's going to be two hours you know your ice cream's going off. like. but and yeah I loved, I loved that and then we lead up to like for me the bit of the film where I proper started blarting which is when MJ gets pushed off a big high ledge oh. and Tom Holland does a dive to save her but fucking Green Goblin side swipes him out of it yeah. and then Andrew Garfield is like oh god no and just yeah dives off and does a rescue of her, catches her, and she doesn't die. And then he's yeah. crying and he's like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah. Are you okay?" And he's clearly not okay. And I've just lost my mind. Rituals. was That's like, "Are you okay?" That's one of the best.
1: That's the oh, best scenes in that movie. It's just
0: so well acted the way he it doesn't, it doesn't. like over. Yeah, but he doesn't like over it. It's not like a mm-hmm. like a full on breakdown or anything. It's just like clearly this is like touching this guy in a way that you know it's oh god i was pr- like i was full-on crying and i was like thank andrew god i've got a mask like, on like no one can see me like openly weeping here
1: <laughs> he's, um you feel like andrew garfield really stepped straight back into his role yeah. in a way in the same in a way that you don't really see from Tony mcguire because he's you know he's 20 odd years removed mm-hmm. well 15 years removed but like Maguire, like Andrew just literally steps straight back in, and you can see the like the, when he's even gets really emotional. It's like the same emotion that you see from him in when yeah. Uncle Ben dies and stuff. Like it's really good. Yeah. He's excellent in this movie. Like him and William Defoe, absolutely the secret oh, heroes. Yeah,
0: absolutely brilliant. Because like I've said this before, like I know a lot of people rush to hate on the amazing movies, but like I've always really liked andrew garfield in the role I, I, i've never really, I never really thought he's a wonderful peter parker because he comes off a bit too cool for me and but i peter quite like
1: cool now like he's well, not he's a, there. He, nerds aren't aren't like yeah shit tier anymore like, I, suppose, cool.
0: yeah, I suppose the idea i was sort of used to at the time was like the one that like would get you know pushed over in the corridor kind of but then you know still save your granny from like a burning building or something like that day, yeah. like <laughs> whereas um like Toby to me plays the loser really well, but less yeah. well at the spidey. He's yeah. like, I don't I don't find the quips and the and the sass come naturally from him the way that they do from um, from Andrew Garfield. But yeah. like that whole sequence, yeah, I just it killed me. I was like, I can't, I can't cope.
1: <laughs> and of course now, uh, William Defoe is here. It's Mano a Mano, Tom Holland versus Willem Defoe who killed his arm yeah and like this is a this is a they're like they're on the upturned captain america shield in the bay they're like they're having this fist fight and you know one of the things with spider-man is that he has to hold back to not like break people in half yeah and you can kind of tell here that tom holland's spider-man is not holding back for the first time yeah absolutely. and he's really you know he's basically about to kill willem dafoe here and toby and andrew like spot this and they're like okay we got to we've got to kind of stop this. And they like swing in and they're like, look, Pete, like we get it. We've all lost somebody, um, but you can't lose yourself sort of thing. And like, it's a really good scene. It works really well. Obviously then Willem Dafoe stabs in the back, And I'm like, and everyone thought he was dead, right?
0: Like, yeah. Well, I think, I think everybody forgot for a moment that Spider-Man does have like some level of like, not like healing right. powers, but like, he's not, you know, he's not like if, if i got stabbed i probably would die <laughs> like almost immediately whereas spider-man's got a bit more going on in his yeah, ears that can just a little it bit like, yeah yeah yeah
1: um, he gets stabbed and it's, it's good because that's obviously how willem dafoe died and is stabbed with the glider and that's mm-hmm. what he does here and then tom holland you know beats the shit out of him while andrew looks after toby and he's like i'm not going to kill you uh, and he administers the cure and he saves William Dafoe. William Dafoe's like, ah oh, fuck, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we that bit's really sad, also. He's fantastic. <gasps> what an acting performance, oh really. God. But then he comes back. He comes. <laughs> we come back to Tony McGuire, and he's like on the ground. Uh, like, well no, he's he stood up, and Andrew Garfield's like holding him up. He's like, hey man, are you alright? Like, like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I get sad all the time.
0: He's <laughs> like it really hurts, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah i love that i get <laughs> sad all the time that's such a good joke that's the only good toby Maguire joke in that movie like toby has some funny lines but that's the like out and out joke that is the funniest thing he says
0: yeah i, I love that whole sequence like apparently mm. according to uh, tom holland like both he and william defoe like practically collapsed after they finished filming that because they were both giving it so much goddamn welly and it absolutely shows it, yeah. Yeah, it's uh Fuck me!
1: It's like, like, impressive the effects that you can see the emotion on Defoe's face, even though he's been de-aged, mm, which is yeah. really smart.
0: Yeah, I didn't really notice like a, a lot of the, there are a couple of like
1: there's a couple of scenes where you can tell.
0: Yeah, but for the most part, the effects for me that were more that stood out more than things like the de-aging was just like occasionally like on Electro or like Kurt Connors' mouth and mm. stuff like that, where mouths I think are always really hard to to deal with anywhere with, uh, yeah. with CGL but for the most part, like I, th- I thought this film looked brilliant as well. Like to me, it was just like the whole way through, if I wasn't grinning from ear to fucking ear, I was crying my eyes out. I was like, what a perfect yeah. movie. I haven't stopped laughing or crying. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, It's, it's excellent. So like it's, there's, there's so much good about it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why it's my favourite MCU movie.
0: Yeah.
1: It's hard oh, to it, top.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is mine because I think as great as Endgame was, there was still like quite a lot about that that it's 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 hard to take standalone like you, yeah. it's not something you can rewatch a lot and like I it's feel like it's the only I'll be able
1: non-standalone the yeah. movie I would say I mean like I'm sure you could in- watch it and enjoy it yeah. but like to get the real enjoyment out of it to get the tears to get the joy the yeah on your left yeah you've got yeah. to have seen all those movies
0: but um so the end of this film is. Another fucking tearjerker when Peter realises oh. that actually they're going to have to do the spell to be able to fix all these like cracks in the fucking universe that, uh, that are happening mm-hmm. because of him. Yeah. And I am awful at like dealing with like good boys yeah. in general and watching Ned and MJ basically saying oh. goodbye to Peter and knowing that they might not even ever remember him being in their life at all Mm. fucking hell's bells and tom holland's all the fucking welly i'm like stop it you i'm crying again why are you doing this they all do like and and the the thing that really hits home is like later in the film when he does go back to the cafe where she's working to try and sort of like reintroduce himself and then sort of realizes that actually they're safe and they've got into mit and like maybe maybe they're actually better off without him
1: and she says she's happy doesn't she and he's like yeah Yeah. she says she's so happy that she got into mit and she's like i'm never excited about anything but i'm excited about this and like he's remembering back to when she says like oh it's best not to get excited about things because then you get disappointed and he's like oh actually like i shouldn't get involved here I'm the only person who gains from this, basically, which is really sad, but like, it works. It's very Peter Parker. He would do that.
0: Well, it's uh, what I liked about that as an ending as well was like, they could have made that like a real bummer ending, Mm. but, but they framed it in such a way. Whereas it's a bummer for us because we're so attached to those characters and their relationships with one another. But for Peter, he very clearly comes from it in a sort of like, I'm just happy that they're safe and happy. Yeah. And am moving on, and now I'm going to go and do whatever it is I guess I'm going to do now, which is, mm. at the moment, live in this shit apartment uh, yeah. while I figure out how to...
1: They should have made it the same shit apart from Spider-Man 2. I wish they just should. recreated that set. That would have been yeah. so funny.
0: It would have, and had that girl um, living over the way. Over the yeah. I've forgotten her name. Um, Old
1: girl or something, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like, that was the... End of, end of movie, and then we hit the mid credit sting, which I it didn't make sense to me because the mid credit sting was <laughs> fucking Eddie Brock rocking up in a bar, having like a barman explain the concept of the
1: barman Danny Rojas from Ted Lasso.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't did, watch Ted Lasso, so oh, it's good,
1: it's really good.
0: I tried watching like two episodes, and I was just like, I hate everyone in this, and I didn't go back to it, and I feel like I should because everybody says it's great.
1: It's, yeah, but, it's the, my favourite sitcom at the moment, I think.
0: But the barman's trying to, like, basically explain the concept of, like, superheroes and
1: the games and, like, and like yeah, Man. like,
0: all of this stuff. Hmm. And then before you know it, he's, like, zipping back out of the multiverse anyway and leaving a teeny, 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 teeny mm. drip of symbiote now the thing that I didn't understand about this and it's not this is probably my biggest niggle with the film and it doesn't even really fucking count because it's not, it's not part of the film proper. Mm. is if the issue with that spell was that it was pulling in people who know Peter Parker is Spider-Man why did it pull in Eddie Brock
1: mm.
0: What what Ugh. what's Eddie Brock got to do with anything
1: the theory on the internet is that Venom is connected to all the other Venoms in the multiverse through the okay. symbiote web, and the other one knows that Peter is Spider-Man from Spider-Man 3. That's the theory.
0: Okay. To be fair... It's bad. I wouldn't, I, it is bad, but I wouldn't mind if that turned out to be the case, just because...
1: An explanation's better than none.
0: Yeah, I think, I think what... What sort of annoyed me about that as a thing was because like we'd not I think at that point we'd not long seen Venom 2, which Mm. I'll be honest, I actually genuinely really enjoyed. Like I had a real fun time with it. I needed a laugh and it made me laugh and it was stupid as fuck. And like it didn't give a shit. There are definitely
1: worse movies. It's very stupid and it's 90 minutes long.
0: Yeah, Yeah, 90 minutes. So I was like very much like, a, you know, I don't mind him cropping up. But to me, it was mm. like, but why is he cropping? Like, it doesn't make sense for him to crop yeah. up, except that you've just gone, we're Sony, and we want to have our other property pop up, I guess. And I'm like, well, no. Well, you, did miss,
1: you did miss the most heartbreaking scene of the movie for me.
0: Did I? What's I was, was that happy.
1: <gasps> Peter goes to Aunt May's oh grave, God. and Happy turns up at the same time, and he's like, hey, man, did you know her? That's brutal. Because Happy's become this like father figure to him over the last two movies, and like you can tell that Happy really cares about Peter. Like when he sees that May is dead, the look on his face, and like obviously he's in love with May, but like Mm -hmm. he's sad for Peter, not for himself, which is brutal. And like Happy's play, Happy, like John Favreau does so well in those that movie. He's Like his two scenes, he's (laughs) very funny. And then he's like heartbreakingly sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that final bit where he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, know, I used to know Spider Man. That's how I knew her. And it's like, oh, that's brutal that even Happy doesn't remember him. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very interesting And that's like the last price, It's yeah. like him him leaving behind his last bit of family, you know?
0: Yeah. It's a really interesting place to start the new movies from, I think. And it will be intriguing as well to see whether the people who've been banging on a he's too attached to Tony Stark, whether they'll be shut up boy, <laughs> mm. <laughs> wherever we go from here, because I can't imagine that he could be attached to anyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to see him crop up in other stuff as like, well, and people be like, you know, why don't we know who you are sort of thing. There's yeah. a running theory that Ned's going to be a villain, because he's <laughs> going to be mad that Peter's wiped his memory.
0: Ah. Because you saw I mean, that you Jacob Ackler
1: lost all that weight.
0: It's a very um, it's a very comic book thing to happen, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, that's yeah. That
0: sort of storyline. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But I just, yeah, I, I came out of that film, like, punch in the air, because I was like, I'm excited I, for more Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I cannot believe I just saw what I just saw.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked they made that movie yeah completely
0: and i said to rich if either maguire or garfield had have said no it would not have been the same no movie if they couldn't have got Absolutely. either of them back they would have had to have done something else because that's it's what not... they
1: originally said that they they had a di- completely different story that was a backup yeah and when they reached out to toby and andrew they were like oh we can actually do it we're gonna do it we're going for it
0: i'm glad Which they did mad. Um, I'm so glad they did, because I, I almost felt like a kid again. I was like, oh, my God, mm. I've just had so much fun at the cinema. I want to go again. I was very much like, Rich, can we go again? And he was like, not right now, because I would like some lunch. Like, oh.
1: Yeah,
0: Rude. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I can I can envision that this will be watched a lot. I, I don't know whether it might drop down to, like, number two in my Marvel rankings after I've watched it a couple of times, because I wonder whether it will have that, like rewatchability in the same way that like for me Far From Home I could watch that all day every day probably <laughs> but I, I do love twice, the way that James and, and Horne's mm.
1: And so I would still say it's probably gonna I think that there's no way it ever leaves like top tier MCU for me yeah I could see other movies coming ahead of it like I think that the, the thing that I love about Endgame is it rewards the fact that I've seen all 23 other MCU movies and if somebody if they came along and they did another movie that rewarded the fact that i've watched all of their shows as well and have watched you know the terrible what if <laughs>
0: oh, I, still haven't, I still haven't finished what if
1: well you need to before doctor strange too
0: oh do you know what a lot of people said that because because uh, that was another slightly disappointing thing about this film is that the end the post credits was actually just a trailer which yep. didn't really feel like any of the other end credit things that we've had before because they always yeah. feel like at least a bit of a story, whereas this was just a trailer. Um, Great trailer though, but it is a very good trailer. I am, I'm, I'm more excited. excited. Yeah, America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so like I I liked Doctor Strange anyway. Rich wasn't a fan because he doesn't really I like really Benedict
1: Cumberbatch. Understandable.
0: Yeah, but I'm so on board after after No Way Home for what's coming with uh with dr strange
1: yeah um, and sam raimi's directing it of course
0: yeah it's gonna be interesting isn't it mm. <laughs> but yeah like yeah I, I think this is definitely gonna be in my top i can't can't see like i said to rich i don't even see how like if they did another spider-man trilogy how they could top yeah that. <laughs> like it's gonna be a tough one lads
1: well the there's a lot of rumors about andrew garfield doing another one because mm-hmm. he's he said he wants to do and he said like if the movie was right, I would do it, yeah. which is like, and there's huge. there's been huge fan campaigns online about it. So yeah. I feel like maybe we will get more Andrew Garfield. I'd love to see him in Spider-Verse, I have to say.
0: Yeah, me too. I was ever so slightly hoping because I have got like a massive love for the Jake Johnson, like schlubby Peter Parker from Spider-Verse. Yeah, I, I really wanted Spiley. him to make a teeny weeny, even if it was just a voice cameo somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, I'd have loved that. i have absolutely loved that because I, I thought he, like, he was one of those ones where when they announced before the film came out that he was going to be doing a voice of Peter Parker, I was like, that doesn't make any anything. sense whatsoever. Yeah. Like, what on earth are we about to watch? And then we watched it and I was like, that was the most perfect little bit of casting. <laughs>
1: like, good uh, God. Also, Chris Pine as Peter Parker for, like, yeah. one scene.
0: <laughs> like, two lines, yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Did you, I love that film.
1: I don't know if you played it or watched which play it, but the 2018 Spider-Man PS4 game. Oh, I've got a lot of love for that. I would have loved to have seen the PS4 Spider-Man turn up in something. I'm hoping yeah. to see him in Spider-Verse. I have to say yeah. that character. Oh, I cried at the end of that game <laughs> twice.
0: Oh, really? See, so yeah. I don't think it's I've... one of the best Wait.
1: Spider-Man stories ever. I don't think I saw Rich finish
0: it. Is the problem, and like I must have missed the the couple of times that he was playing it that he finished it because the last time I was watching him play, he was trying to like find backpacks and like you know yeah. do all the little sidey bits to get all the suits I and would
1: whatnot. Super highly recommend it. Like if you mm-hmm. can if you can sit down and play it, I don't know how winter video games oh, yeah. you are.
0: No, Put like, on the lowest I, difficulty. I was going to say I like the concept of a video game. I am not good at the execution. <laughs> Mostly because they I panic more than anything else, there'll be mm-hmm. like a will be like a, an enemy coming toward me, and I'll be like, oh my god, I'm gonna die.
1: Well, if <laughs> anyone like wants to talk head to head. me about that video game on Twitter, I'm happy to discuss it. I love it. <laughs> well, on that,
0: that so note, good. on that note, I do want to go to bed.
1: Yes, so, um I thought you might.
0: Do you want to do a little a little Sam roundup <laughs> where people can find you so you can talk about Spider Man yeah, and his um... various regions? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think the easiest place to find me is uh, Twitter, and I'm on Ander at SGCH. Those are my initials. Uh, I also do a video game podcast every now and then with a group of friends called Gaming Fix. Um, would highly recommend that. Um, my friend and I, Andrew, my friend Andre and I, are doing a buddy read for Brandon Sanderson's Way of Kings, which is an awesome book um i'm literally a, i would have finished it tonight if i hadn't done the podcast so i'm going to finish it tomorrow and then we're going to do a spoiler youtube stream where we talk and we'll do non-spoiler and the spoiler um and we'll have it up on the youtube channel for everyone to watch it's super i uh, i think it's going to be a great watch would highly recommend so yeah that's basically where you can find me Excellent. gaming fix or at s g c h
0: splendid well thank you for joining me in the parlor sam to waffle about um all things spider man and Absolutely. Uh, I'm just going to go and get this uh, this cobweb from the corner. So, um,
1: bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com, or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah!